Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Yes, indeed, it is the get right right here on your home of the Dallas Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers, 105.3 The Fan. I'm Reginald Datatula alongside the fan phenom Blake Elliott. Talk to me, talk to me. Shout out to Rodrigo Mendoza on the ones and twos. Chris Arnold will be joining us uh, at some point during the program. We appreciate you rocking with us. Like I said, on 105 Through the Fan, however you are listening, wherever you may be listening, we appreciate you riding with us, whether it's the Odyssey app, YouTube, 105 Through the Fan, search 105 Through the Fan on YouTube, or hit us on twitch.tv slash DallasFanCam. You can catch us there as well. Uh, we're with you to 11 p.m. right here on the Get Right, and we'll, we'll get you caught up on what's happening around um, – the DFW as currently your Mavs are in Washington, Spanking the nation's them. capital, uh, them bad. handling business against the Wizards. We'll break that down here shortly. And uh, also, we, we've got a good show for you, just letting you know that. Um, you can always get involved with the program by texting into the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053. Again, that number is 877-881-1053. But we begin this evening by talking about your Dallas Cowboys. We're I mean, we're just over halfway through the season, and, you know, these Cowboys have done handled themselves very well. They're heading into an interesting time of the season. I believe it's three games in about 12 days is what we're looking at here. And so what's happening here is, you know, the Cowboys are really setting themselves up for success. This is a stretch run that's of games that I guess people would consider like easier games yep. like trap games if you will <laughs> uh, well some people would disagree with those with those uh, you know kind of uh, assertions um, but regardless right this is a team that obviously needs to finish out the season incredibly well and then also give themselves an opportunity to go out and play really good football down the stretch and into the postseason because that's ultimately what people care about and so with that being the case I uh, wanted to ask this question who which players on this Cowboys team are going to be the most vital for the remainder of the season? And um, I'll can I start here? Go Blake? ahead. Because go ahead. I think that one note that's really important to talk about within this is Leighton Vanderesh. Yep. Um, you obviously we recently just got the news that he is going to miss the remainder of the season with that neck injury on this station. Yeah, absolutely. He was uh, talking to uh, Jerry Jones on the Sean and RJ show in the morning. They asked him point blank, and he gave that confirmation that, yeah, Leighton Van Der Esch will miss the rest of this year, but he's also having to make these decisions about um, whether or not he's going to continue playing football in general. I mean, you have multiple injuries 
on a neck like he did. And that brings you to a place where you have to consider something else, right? Like you have to consider if this is worth the potential long-term damage to your body. So when it comes to that, Lane Van Der Esch is missing time. So for me, one of those players that's going to matter a lot is um, Marquise Bell, mm-hmm. who's been playing linebacker in his stead. And obviously was playing linebacker before, right? Once He he started, moved from that safety room to linebacker once DeMarvion Overshone was lost in the preseason. And he's been so good in that role alongside Damone Clark. And so I think those two are super important, not just because their play has to be high, even when you get to playing the tough teams in this league, like when you're going to rematch against the Philadelphia Eagles. But then also, you've lost depth, right? The idea was Leighton Van Der Esch on the IR was one thing. You had to get through a certain stretch of time. Now, when you were looking for the idea of, is he going to come back? Now that he's not coming back to add another uh, linebacker in that in that linebacker room, now you're depending on the likes of Rashawn Evans and other practice squad guys that you've brought in. And so it's really incumbent, not only that Marquise Bell and Demoe Clark stay pl- playing well, but also, and this is something that I don't know that you can necessarily like plan for or necessarily make happen by will, they're going to have to find ways to stay healthy as well. Yeah, I think you, you hit it right on the head. The biggest thing is going to be depth. If they can stay healthy, I like the Damone Clark and Marquise Bell combo. Um, listening to their interviews, they both said that they are highly capable of helping each other out. One, as you said, came in playing safety. Other, a little bit more on that front seven. So there's different things that they're good at and, and have pros and cons, and they both have been able to – kind of attack those weak points of each other's games and help each other build up. And the best thing that I heard from the press conferences is Leighton's still around the locker room. He's there on the Cowboys facility. He's going to be like another coach on the sideline, another set of ears, another guy out there. So I as as much as I want to say it's, it's going to hurt because it will because of how big of a leader um, Leighton was – if depth doesn't come into it, if we have no more injuries, I still feel good with this linebacking core. But like you said, I don't know if practice squad guys are going to cut it come close to the end of the year when attrition comes at you. Yeah, um, and somebody on the truckwreck.com text line mentioned or asked, is Jabril Cox still on the team? And no, if you remember, Jabril Cox was one of those players that was cut on the ultimate cut down to 53 at the start of the season. It was one of those kind of surprising but not surprising cuts because – uh, Jabril Cox was a you know a, a draft pick that people were constantly waiting to have an opportunity to get on the field a little bit more. Myself included. I loved him at Michigan. Uh, Jabril, well, did he play at Michigan? I believe I, so. Because I know he they drafted him out of LSU, but I know that he transferred yeah. to LSU. Can I, yeah. I can't remember off the top of my head where he had played prior. But Jabril Cox was kind of like a coverage linebacker even when he was drafted, and it seemed like he was not capable of playing as big as they needed him to as a linebacker, which is kind of, I don't want to say funny, but it's kind of interesting in uh, retrospect because you have somebody like Marquise Bell who is a safety, who in theory would kind of profile the same, but he has played big. He has gotten into those running lanes and and used his uh, physicality uh, in this this system. So, no, Jabril Cox isn't on the team, and I do wonder if he's he's out there available to be signed, but I imagine the Cowboys are comfortable with the linebackers that they have right now. And that's what all that we've heard thus far is that they're comfortable with the linebackers they have right now. We'll see if ultimately they then go and scour and see if there's anybody to add on the practice squad later that they maybe then also utilize kind of those call-ups available to them. But it seems like for the time being, it's Damone Clark, Marquise Bell, and you know maybe Rashawn Evans factoring in. But th- those are the guys that I'm looking at as being super vital going on through the second half of this Cowboys season. Yeah, you're right. Um, LSU for Mr. Jabril. Um, I got the Michigan Cup right here. Caught me off guard. 
Um, so my question is, I know where I want him, but I know the fans also are like, Micah's played linebacker. Do you slot him back and kind of have him as a hybrid guy to kind of help that linebacking core, or do you just keep him at DN and do what's working right now? What are your thoughts on that? No, I mean, it's we've had this conversation many a times at this point, and it seems very clear that what you want is you want the, that elite-level pass rusher rushing, rushing the passer. Now, of course, some of the instances, and you want to have him be able to move around, some of the instances you'll have him off-ball linebacker, but even then, there's still a good amount of the time that you have him, that you're maybe blitzing him or having somebody on the line drop out um, in coverage. You still want to utilize him in that way where he's rushing the pass or you're just going to use it from different slots. Uh, but for you, Blake, who who is one of the uh, more vital Cowboys for the remainder of the stretch with this season for you? Hmm, great question. I, to be completely honest, it's going to be Tony Pollard. The... Mm. I think the the offense has been amazing. We had the most 40-point games this year with three of them, a couple coming in recent times. Um, but if you cannot get the rushing attack going, it doesn't matter. Because when you go against a Philadelphia, a San Francisco, they, those teams both have great rushing defenses and can get to the pass rusher. So you're not going to be able to sling the ball all over the field. Now, obviously, Dak does well against um, Philly, especially at home. But I think when it comes to a late playoff push, you're going to have to have guys that can rush the ball, especially when you get up in games and you want to keep the ball away from a Jalen Hurts, away from a Brock Purdy and Debo Samuel. you got to be able to run the ball there. So as much as we love the explosive scoring points, quick, myself included, you got to be able to manage the clock, keep your defense who's injured off the field. And how do you do that with a good, efficient run game? And if Tony Pollard can't find things clicking, I would love to see Rico Dotto like he's be like he's been doing, keep stepping up. But, I mean, all-encompassing the run game, whoever it is, I don't really care as long as the Cowboys' run game can come to fruition in the next couple weeks. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, and I, I agree that you, you're you going to need some modicum of a run game available to you. I don't know that it's necessarily going to be the ways that we had discussed in the offseason and at the beginning of the season and that your head coach, Mike McCarthy, had discussed in a way where he's like, we want to run the football and, you know, really control time of possession, things of that nature. But I do think that it needs to be effective. Now, the tough thing about that is I don't know that I say that that's a Tony Pollard issue in specific. And we've discussed how sometimes his vision isn't exactly what yep. you want. I think that that points to um, – the guys on the offensive line. So I'm talking 100%, 100%. about. I'm talking about uh, Tyler Smith. I'm talking about Zach Martin. I'm talking about Tyler Biotish, and of course Tyron, and of course the one that everybody's ah. going to talk about is Terrence Steele. Steele boy. Uh, it, for me, when it comes to that, if they could find a way to get to the second level with their run blocks as well, because one thing at least, and of course Giants game is one game, but over the course of the season, it does feel like this team has had a love, a little bit of a, and I'm offensive line in particular when I say this team has had a little bit of issues not just getting and sustaining their blocks, but then blocking up to the second level. And that's the thing that really helps spring big runs. Uh, now, you've seen Rico Dowdle run aggressively, but even then, like you still need your blockers uh, to get up upfield and get into the second level, and that's where you have opportunities to make real big chunk plays in the run game. So if those guys... Are, are could play better. I think that would help the run game. But even then, those guys are also going to be necessary as this team has leaned very heavily into passing the football. Those guys are still necessary. Keeping Dak Prescott clean, he's used his mobility to help himself, but help him help himself as well by keeping him clean in the pocket. Do you think that the Cowboys can make it all the way to an NFC Championship game with a lackluster run game? Do you think the passing game is elite enough 
that even with a lackluster average league average running game, which is what, kind of where we're at right now, can make it to the deep in the postseason. I, that that feels like a tough sell. Uh, but the thing that you think about is this is a very good defense. And you, that question then becomes how good can Dak Prescott play consistently? And I guess that's the answer we're here, right? That we, to one of the questions that we're asking when we talk about who are going to be the most important players in mm-hmm. this Cowboys team going through the rest of the season. The answer is Dak Prescott, I guess, right? Easy enough. Talk about the quarterback where you talk about football. You have a lot of uh, the discussions of what's happening. Dak Prescott's ability to play at this high level is what has made the run game or the lack thereof uh, less of an issue for you in this time period. And so if Dak Prescott can play at this level he's playing at right now, sure. Right. We've seen teams go very far with a less than stellar run game, not a completely uh, absent run game, but a less than stellar run game because the quarterback is playing at a high level. And as of right now, Dak Prescott's playing like the one of, if not the best quarterbacks in the league and this at this moment over the last, what, three, four weeks. And so with that being the case, if he can sustain this level of play, which I'm not sure is reasonable or fair, but if that is the case. Sure, they can make a deep run uh, because then you can see, you see you know maybe even short game or you know quarterback scrambles being somewhat a substitute for the run game as well. You know what I mean? I, and I, that's the way that I envision it in a vacuum. Uh, but obviously, you would you don't want that to have to be the case. You don't want Dak Prescott to have to carry everything on his shoulders. Um, and I imagine that there's there's people that are not you know, not necessarily Dak supporters that are maybe like Dak critics that would say you don't want those on his shoulders because you don't anticipate that he can do this forever. And, and, and that's probably able, a fair. You want to be able to support that. And for I, sure. think, I think Dak can continue this pace he's on if the run game can turn up like it, we all are kind of hoping will at some point bust through. If if they can complement that with a Rico Dotto carries here and Tony Pollard carries here and some touchdowns to relieve – I think we might see even better numbers from Dak. Now, it might not be more passing yards, but better completion percentage. Um, Which is going to be hard to do because his completion percentage is number one. Crazy right now. 70%. Yeah. So, what is your confidence level these next three games? Um, obviously, the Panthers have one of the worst defenses in the league. Commanders kind of middle of the road towards the bottom. And then, obviously, the Seahawks got stars all over their defense. Witherspoon, the spoon over there. So, these next three weeks, what is your confidence level that the Cowboys can kind of continue this pace up? Um, I mean, at least the next couple of games, I feel very confident. Um, and we'll get there over time. Look, we're here. Uh, get right seven to eleven p.m. every every uh, weeknight on the fan. I guess outside of Cowboys programming, that might take that first hour like today. Um, but I know I feel good about this team and the way that they're playing currently. Um, and especially because Dak Prescott, like you can see schematically the ways that it's benefiting and the ways that he is playing confidently and being protective of the ball. I know that uh. Uh, Schottenheimer, Brian Schottenheimer, the offensive coordinator, was asked after the game this week what has been impressed him the most with Dak Prescott's play right now. And it's been decision-making. And those are the things that have been constants for him over you know a long period of time outside of the abnormal season that he had last year. And it seems like there's a lot of confidence and there's a building trust with him and his wide receivers. And in that way, if we're talking about folks that are going to be important to the latter portion, portion of this season – Hello, CeeDee Lamb, because if CeeDee Lamb continues to be a world beater tier one like he is right now, that makes everything easier. That's the types of things that Ben's defense is, right? Those are the types of things that a defensive coordinator comes into a game week saying, game record. 
I need to, where's 88 on the field? And we have to lean our defense to him or consider those things. And those are the types of things that, obviously, Brandon Cook should be involved. But those are the types of things that will maybe help him even, you know, give the type more of these types of performances that you saw. Those are the types of things that should help, hopefully help Michael Gallup have less attention and hopefully allow him to play better. Like, those are things that make it better for everybody else when CeeDee Lamb is playing at a high level. And it seems like over the last three weeks in particular, him and Dak Prescott have had a crazy uh, connection, including we were, uh, one of those plays, uh, you know, for Dak Prescott in this game against the Giants. We find out, you know, afterwards that he's trying to throw the football away, but because CeeDee Lamb is on such a different level and then also understands what his quarterback is going through and seemingly has, like, ESP with him, he comes back and catches a, what is supposed to be a thrown-away ball, and he comes and c- catches it for completion, he right? Had, he had two of those. One he didn't catch in the back of the end zone that was almost a touchdown, yep. and then obviously the one where he stuck his tongue out and caught it on the sideline. So I agree. That rapport is – I don't know if they went out to – dinner together nick and sam's they went on a playground date something they they are on a different level i'm gonna read out the stat for you dak prescott leads the league in passer rating against man coverage by 15 points ahead of patty mahomes and i credit that to the receivers i credit that to dak scrambling and knowing how to get out of positions and like you said earlier his decision making it doesn't seem like he's thinking as much as we've seen in recent years it seems like he has a thought in his head this guy's open Ball's going to him, three-step drop. Or this guy's not open, I'm scrambling, and I'm looking for 88 or Brandon Cooks down the field. I just feel a lot more confident in his recent play since that 49ers game. The 49ers game might have been the best thing that could have happened to us. We got oh, knocked that's in the a take. teeth. That is definitely a take. We got knocked in the teeth, and we've been a different team since. I felt very good after that Philadelphia loss. That was probably the best I felt after a loss. And I really liked how this team has turned it around since. And so these are, I guess those are some of the team players that we're anticipating are going to be the most important for the second half. And before we go, I want to put one more guy in here. Um, Deron Bland. Mm, Ballhawk. Continue to turn the ball over. But I think more than anything, you know, the ways in which he's played, the turnovers are great and they're necessary uh, because, you know, when you win the turnover margin, you're almost guaranteed to win a football game in the NFL. But on top of that, I think from a national scope, especially folks that weren't super familiar with Deron Bland, even though he had a whole bunch of interceptions as a rookie last year, yep. if you weren't super familiar, you see uh, you see Trayvon Diggs go down with an injury and you go, that's their best cornerback. What are they going to do? Our team's going to target the next man up. And what's been abundantly clear is the answer is you can't do that, right? You can't say... Uh, Deron Bland's over there. He's the mark we're going to throw at him because do that at your own peril. The ball will be going the other way very shortly. And so his impact is huge. And him continuing to play uh, like a starting cornerback on the outside, which more, he has done. More than just a starting cornerback. Completely. Yes, absolutely. Oh, he's been playing out of his mind this year, but continue. Yeah, no. And so him continuing to play at that level, I think, is going to be incre- increasingly good for this because it ends up being that symbiotic relationship we know between front and back of defense. And if these guys are playing at a high level, that's going to be huge uh, for the Cowboys defense. And, and like I said, I said this yesterday, I am so excited for this next year team to not to look too far ahead, but like, you're going to have a Trayvon Diggs, Deron Bland, fully seasoned, both in, uh, what are they going to be, in their third and fourth year, respectively, each. Having them two ball hawks out there, I don't know if Gilly's going to come back. I know he's towards the end of his tenure, so whether we re-sign Gilly or get another corner. But if you have those two ball hawks out there, any quarterback that's not named maybe Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers is going to have a tough time throwing the football against them. So 
I think the future for this Cowboys looks up and up every year. All of our key players, whether that be offense or defense, are young. They're like under 26. We have one of the best young teams in the league, and it's something to look forward to. The Cowboys are both top 10 in rushing attempts and passing attempts, balanced attack. Like I said earlier, most 40-point games. Um, what's it called? Dak is third in quarterback rating right now, number one in completion percentage. So they're doing all the things right that they need to do to truck along. It's just can't get caught in the minutia. It is just the regular season, and we all know what Cowboys fans want. It's that postseason. 100%. 100%. But those are the players that we believe will be the most important going uh, through the second half of the Cowboys season. Of course, Cowboys will face off against the Carolina Panthers this weekend. Wow. The one and eight Carolina Panthers. That's a very interesting sound effect that you just did. We're just going to go ahead and clip Sir that Purr. Me, please. Thank you very that. much. Um, but it is indeed the get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, your Dallas Mavericks get a win in Washington. how they do it? Talk about it next on 105.3 The Fan. To get right, right here on 105.3 The Fan, Reginald Datatula, Fan Phenom winner, Blake Elliott, sitting in with me. Talk to me. Rodrigo on the ones and twos. Appreciate you rock with us on a Wednesday night here in the Metroplex. You can always get involved with the program, 877-881-1053, where you guys have been getting involved. Appreciate you guys giving us the heads up. Jabril Cox is actually on the commandos right now. And uh, before before he got tra- transferred to LSU, where he was drafted out of, um, he had previously gone to North Dakota State. There you go. I knew that he had gone to maybe a smaller school. I couldn't remember exactly what it was. We appreciate you guys getting involved with the program on 105 through the fan. Someone from the 214 says, this is the 2016 DAG, just the, the effort mentality. I like it. Uh, where, I mean, look, man, in 2016, the one thing I will say is different. 2016 was very apparent. They were leaning on Ezekiel Elliott and the run game and this offensive line that was a monster moving people um, this year, they're very much more leaning on him and his abilities as a quarterback as of right now. And over the last month, it's really paid off for these Dallas Cowboys. But uh, here on the Get Right, uh, we love keeping up with hoops in this program. Hoop, we love talking about hoops. And one of those uh, hoops games that was happening tonight was your Dallas Mavericks on the road, the third game of a four-game road, uh, road span. Um, and it was a win against the lowly Washington Wizards. The, uh, the, the, the EYBL Wizards. <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead and explain that for the folks. So if you don't know, high-level basketball, Nike has an EYBL tournament every summer for the best basketball hoopers in the world, a summit. They go to Vegas. They travel all around and compete against other teams of the likes. Of and this is all prep. These are all prep high school players. All, yes, these are all the top-of-the-line guys. Adidas has theirs, but EYBL is the common term for not playing with the best structure. And just kind of having guys that can quote-unquote hoop and get a bucket, a lot of iso ball. So if you watch the game tonight, you'll see a lot of Jordan Poole, Kyle Kuzma, a lot of ball movement. I will say I saw some back cuts. I saw one or two back cuts in there tonight. But in general, they are the fastest team in the NBA. They kind of like to push the pace. So I call them the EYBL Wizards. Yeah, I imagine uh, Wes Unsell Jr. might take a little offense to that. But you know what? 
he didn't really have a leg to stand on as your Dallas Mavericks whoop the Washington Wizards 130 to 117. Luka Doncic back to a little bit more of what we expect from him. 26 points, 10 assists, uh, three turnovers. So still a few turnovers, but not nearly the eight that he had last game. Seven of 18 from the field. Of course, Kyrie Irving doesn't play in this game. Um, he had the foot, you know, that foot injury, the foot soreness continues to be there for him. And so that's a nagging injury, and he misses this game, which is the second night of a back-to-back. First of all, before we even talk about this game any further, Blake, how concerned are you when it comes to that Kyrie Irving injury? Um, I'm not really that concerned with it. It's it's something that has nagged him throughout the season, of course, but it is so early in the season. If he can kind of get that right and do the rehab, he knows his body better than anyone else does it, better than I do talking about it. So he knows what to get with the coaching staff. Heal it up. I think he'll be fine moving in, especially with when they come home on Sunday. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. It was a, what, a Wednesday night in Washington against the Wizards. So I'm fine with him sitting out a game like this. Yeah, uh, and you kind of have to be because it's Kyrie Irving. All right, so when it comes to concern for me, let's hear it. I'm not concerned in the large way of, oh, is, you know, is he not going to be with the team? But the thing that you have to remember when it comes to Kyrie Irving, he misses games. Oh, yeah. Like Kyrie so, do, so do most players. So do most good players. Sure, but you say that, and this is a little bit different. Like, he has he has some injury things yeah. with him. Now, I'm not talking about major injuries, but he's going to have nagging injuries that are going to make, make him miss maybe 10, 15 games, if not a few more a season. And so this is kind of par for the course when you have Kyrie Irving in these instances. However, not needed in this game. You have a really big game for from, like Luka Doncic has mentioned, Derek Jones Jr. also having a big game, 20 points. 8 of 11 from the field, knocks down two three-pointers, rebounds as well. And we were kind of talking, Blake, about Derek Lively, and I would like to welcome into the program the OG, Chris Arnold, uh, who's joined us off of Cowboys gotcha, Crosstalk. Yeah. Um, Derek Lively seems to be, as we were just talking uh, on the other side, about the most important Cowboys. Do you believe Derek Lively might be like the most important Maverick to this team this year? I think you hit the hammer on the nail, Reg. He is the most important Maverick. Now, obviously, Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving are the most talented guys. They're going to get the sell the jerseys, get people in the stadium. But when you're at a Mavs game or watching it on TV, Derek Lively is the centerpiece to this team. What did they not have last year? Defense, rebounding, couldn't stop the pick and roll. Couldn't get anything down low. Now you have Derek Lively, who's 7-1, wingspan that can touch both sides of these walls in this studio right now, can block shots. Also, I saw early deflecting passes. We didn't have any of that last year. And now we got two other wings in a Derek Jones Jr., a Grant Willens. So when you combine all those guys together, when their fusion, is start, that synergy is starting to get there, I, offense I've been, I was never worried about. But the defensive side of the ball is picking up. We're top 10 in defensive rating. I couldn't be happier as a Mavs fan. I'm going to tell you all something. I'm not going to say he's the most important guy. I'm going to say he solves a lot of problems. But more importantly, this was scary. He's only going to get better. Only. He's only going to get better. He's working with Tyson Chandler on a regular. CA, how old is he? 20, uh, 27, Derek Jones Jr. No, no, no. How old is no, Derek Lively? About, oh, about Derek, Derek Lively. Sorry. He's like 19. 19. He's 19 years old. <laughs> I think people forget he's that. He's only yeah. going to get better. And the thing that's wild is he and Tyson Chandler on the same page. He was telling me that. They've got like, and he didn't know anything about Tyson Chandler until people started comparing to him after they got drafted. He, he got drafted. He was like, wait a minute, I got to find out who this dude is. Next thing you know, he meets him, finds out they get along great. That's like his new big brother. Yep. They have tattoos that kind of match up a little bit, not the same tats, 
but he's got like sleeved on one on his right arm and on his left leg. And same with Tyson Chandler. It's like, you got to be kidding me. So Tyson Chandler is coaching him up and showing him what he can be. The only thing he's got to worry about right now, like I said, it's going to be scary when he gets even better. Right now, all rookies get into foul trouble. Yep. And it's not even the way he plays. It's the fact that other teams know how to challenge rookies and get the call. Uh, I, I, he, he's had some foul trouble. Like, fouls have been his oh, issue. I, oh, don't get me wrong. He knew that, though. This is where I'm going with sure. I'm not saying he's being picked on. I'm saying Tyson Chandler told him, be aware of this. Because you are a rookie, you're going to make mistakes. And even if you have your hands straight up, down, just like that, straight up, they're going to go with the veteran every time. So, again, he's done some stupid rookie things, which is why when people were shocked, oh, my God, how come Jason Kidd didn't start him the first game? We were expecting that. He said, I want to keep him out of foul trouble. But these are the same critics who were saying, wait a minute, this guy is probably going to start off in the G League. Oh, wait a minute, Jason Kidd is saying in the uh, preseason, well, he's looking good in camping. He might actually start again. How come he didn't start? Let the coach coach. This is the same coach that coached uh, Giannis. So I'm just saying, let the man grow up. He's not Wimby. But guess what? He's better than him. He's going to solve a lot of their problems. And that's all I got to say. I'm not going to say he's the most important player. I'm just saying he's going to solve a lot of their problems. And right now, he's a rookie making rookie mistakes. And there are going to be times where he's not going to be frustrated because Tyson Chandler saying they don't call that stuff on me. And, and you know the CA, me and you both being at mass practices, they are glued next to each other at practice. That's Tyson, his big brother. Tyson, everywhere he goes, he wants to walk He wants to walk and get a Gatorade, he's right there next to him. He's doing a drill right there next to him, shooting free throws after practice. They are glued next to each other. And as a Mavs fan, you can go back to 2011. Why was that championship won? Tyson Chandler. You had a defensive anchor. You had a guy that could catch lobs. So obviously we're seeing a semblance, a resemblance with Derek Lively. So I don't think you could ask for anyone better to mentor him. Yeah, Derek Lively himself is going to be helpful for them. If he can progress to a place where he's not committing those fouls, where he's staying on the court, and if he can handle those defensive responsibilities against the elite of the uh, of the elite, that'll be really helpful for them. It's it's a tough task for a rookie in year one, but I think exactly. in this game, obviously where your Mavericks defeat the Wizards 130-117, your leading scorer is not Luka Doncic. Nope. It is Tim Hardaway Jr., 31 Timmy. points. Got up 20 shots because Timmy's going to take fire. his shots. Oh, he's going to shoot. But 7 of 11 from the three-point line. Always and open. Tim Hardaway Jr. this year has been a very interesting player to me because last year he he scores maybe like 12 points a game off the bench in a similar role. But one thing that was very evident right off the right off jump for this team is that when he comes in off the bench, he has the greenest light that there could be. And as of right now, he is knocking down shots. Can y'all see a world? And it's very early. We are 12 games into the season, a 9-3 and three, a Mavs team. However, can y'all see a, a situation where Tim Hardaway Jr. wins sixth man of the year? Uh, I'll let I'm you not take a sure. Yeah, I got to look at the rest of these rosters. But at the same time, what's probably going to slow him down is sometimes when he's cold, he's very cold. Mm-hmm. But what's helpful for him coming off the bench, he's so effective with Luka Doncic allowing him to catch and shoot. And usually when he was coming off the bench with the second unit – well, you know, that he would struggle because he tried to dribble too much or try to create his own shot. What's happening is they're using him when Lucas sits down, Kyrie's still in. Or when Kyrie's out, Lucas still in. So there's somebody who can facilitate for Tim Hardaway Jr. Find him where he does not have to do anything other than catch and shoot. So maybe he will have more longer stretches where he'll be hitting all these shots. And again, notice right now, nobody's talking about trading away Timmy. Even mm. though he still could be trade bait by trade deadline, and I only bring that up because 
when Jason Kidd first got here, they were utilizing Porzingis much better than Carlisle ever did. And guess what? They showcased and chopped him. That's a possibility, but as of right now, um, in this game, you know, finishing drives, and honestly throughout the season thus far, finishing drive, hitting pull-up, mid-range shots, and even, you know, getting some good passes mm-hmm. when he does, in fact, move the, the basketball. I think especially those things are nice, but especially when it comes to, like, six-man-of-the-year consideration, it ends up being who is the six-man that's putting up the most points. And as of right now, the way that he is shooting, and you're right, uh, C.A., it will ebb and flow. But as of right now, if he has anything that looks somewhat similar to this over the course of an entire season, which is a lot, obviously, mm-hmm. to ask, he'll, he'll be in that conversation in a big way. I, I thought tonight was interesting as well. With Kyrie Irving out of the lineup, Tim still not starting. So like you said, C.A., I think it's they're purposely keeping him on the bench. They see something about his catch and shoot, his electricity, mm-hmm. his quick energy that he can bring off the bench. They could have easily started him tonight. Josh Green got the start tonight. Great defensive player. Matchup on a Jordan Poole and Kuzma as well. Keep him in his role. Keep him in his role. So I think, like you said, I think that six man of the year race, he can be in it, obviously, if he keeps pace for what he's doing. Who else is in the conversation? That's the. I didn't want to jump. Pat Bev, Chris Paul. What are you doing right now? You don't like Bev? The ancient. I love both of them are top three and plus minus off the bench. They elevate. Their yeah, teams. plus minus off the bench ain't what we're talking about with the six man of the year. Award. Hey, you man. know what it is. We come in and score points. Points. That's, points, that's I what know. the six man of the year award ends I, up being. I like to look deeper than just points off the bench. How do you elevate the second unit? But I know the six man of the year award is definitely a point race. And that's and what we're talking lead, about. Right. Like, leading it. Sure. We could talk about those other things that all those things are nice. Yeah. Some guys come in and give you defense off the bench as the six man. Ultimately, that award is given off of points. And right now, Tim Hardaway is showing you. Tim Hardaway Jr. rather showing you that he can do that mm-hmm. again. Your Mavs defeat the uh, the Swiss cheese defense Wizards one thirty to one seventeen. Uh, Ironically, they had had four game losing streak against those Wizards. No Bradley. Interesting. Beal. Yeah, they 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 snapped that thing. Uh, Wizards are a terrible team, but at the same time, they're beating the teams they're supposed to try to. The New Orleans game, uh, the exception, but they're now nine and three. There you go. It's the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we'll go around the NFL. Well, it seems like Deshaun Watson, done for the year. We'll talk about it next on 105.3 The Fan. This segment of the Get Right is brought to you by Classic Chevrolet. Classic Chevrolet is racing to finish the year number one in America. They're leading the way with an unheard of 400 Silverados with their best Black Friday savings all month long. Shop them all at ClassicChevrolet.com. This is Texas. This is Classic Chevrolet. Find new roads and relax and enjoy the difference. It's the Get Right right here on 105 through the fan, your home of the Dallas Cowboys and World Series champion, Texas Rangers. Mm-hmm. Reginald Datatula here with you. 
sitting alongside Chris Arnold. Got you down. And the fan phenom winner, Blake Elliott. Talk to me. Appreciate Rodrigo Mendoza on the ones and twos. And appreciate you listening, however you're listening and wherever you're listening uh, on this Wednesday evening. You can always get involved with the program by texting into the truckwreck.com text line. You can also get us on Twitter. I'm at Reg Atatula, at Mr. Chris Arnold, and at Blake Live underscore underscore. Um, Rodrigo, let's go around the NFL. Now, when it comes to around the NFL, there's been a lot of schadenfreude happening on this Wednesday, ladies <laughs> gentlemen. Um, as Speaking German on the radio. Yeah, and if you don't know what schadenfreude is, it's you know, laughing at other people's misery in a way, mm-hmm. right? Um, and the, the other people's misery that we would be talking about, Deshaun Watson's, as we found out today, that uh, the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns will miss the rest of the season after suffering a shoulder injury in the first half of Sunday's win over the Baltimore Ravens. Um, that was announced today because an MRI, MRI revealed that he has a displaced fracture in the glenoid. Not exactly sure what that is. but it does somebody's say, last name? Maybe. Maybe <laughs> so. But uh, it is it is in his throwing shoulder, so it's going to require surgery. He's expected to make a full recovery for the start of the 2024 campaign. But this ends kind of the up and down of he's cleared, but he can't play. But he's kind of got this him. injury. It's the same injury. I mean, it's the same shoulder, right? It is his throwing, it's his, it's his throwing shoulder. No, it's, this, is a, this is a different injury, weirdly oh. enough. But ultimately, he's same. going to need surgery yeah. in that same shoulder. Mm. And that will put his season to an end, gentlemen. That's too bad for the Cleveland Browns because they were playing well. I'm not even looking at him. I'm just looking at the team. It's like surprisingly they've been playing well. Defense been carrying them. Running game's been on fire. Now they just need a quarterback. And ironically, I heard a name thrown out there. Let's hear it. Matty Ice. That's a lot of a lot of people are thinking about Matt maybe Ryan. Matt Ryan coming out of the booth and playing again. Um, now Dorian Thompson Roberts Robinson DTR, who is the the quarterback they drafted out of UCLA, he is set to start the game this weekend for them. Um, however, with that being the case, there's there's other names that you can maybe throw out there as hey, would you would you consider this name or that name? Um, how about this as a name? Because, as you mentioned, this defense is otherworldly. Literally, probably mm-hmm. the best defense in the yep. league, led by probably an MVP, if not a defensive player of the year candidate for sure, Miles um, Garrett. Wait a minute, you said his name wrong. Please, please let me know. That's Blake Elliott's buddy from Come Arlington Mark. man. You got to re- respect the Warrior Remember way, Miles Garrett. That's he not just a regular boy. Basketball against that's him. not Same a regular school, boy. Man. That's, his, I, that's his boy. They built different down there in Martin, I'm telling you, Warrior way. He's shown he's been a dog since he came in. Mm-hmm. He's just now getting his respect as one of, if not the best defensive player in the league. But yeah, if you put anyone at quarterback with this team that just is competent, I think you'll be able to get them. I'm not saying you're gonna win a Super Bowl with them, but like even when Deshaun was in, was in there, I mean he was only completing 61% of his passes, seven touchdowns to four interceptions. They were four and one when he completed a full game, not going in and out of the lineup. So obviously he was the leader of that team. But I don't know. Maybe didn't maybe, you just go on this whole rant talking about Miles Garrett, and then you had the nerve to say that Deshaun Watson was the leader of the team? That man, okay. just Miles Garrett, leading the okay, team. Okay, but you know, come on now, leader calling the plays, the the real focal point of the team. Miles, Michael Parsons, they're all the best player on the team, but they're not the not the core. The Did nucleus. I just hear him compare Deshaun Watson to Dak Prescott? That's nasty business by you, young man. Hey man, those, those are those are different things. Hey uh, man, but how, how about this is a possibility? <laughs> I've seen thrown out. This is by James Dater, SB Nation. He throws out the idea of might sound a little crazy, but how about 
the Browns going and getting someone like a Cam Newton to see about this. What? What? Is Cam available? I thought he was just doing podcasts. Yeah. He's doing pod. Go ask Cam Newton if he, he if he wouldn't strap it up and get back out here and play you know football. He wants to. You know he would. Wasn't it just then, this offseason that he did that thing again where he was like, I'm not I'm, I'm one of the best 32? Uh-huh. Yeah, man, he'd strap it back up and get out here. Is he still wearing that scarf like my dear? Uh, I know he's wearing that hat with the big brim still. Well, and so, right, yeah, those, like those, are, those are out there available are for you, you. If you're sticking with the Browns quarterbacks, are you going? Are you feeling more confident in DTR or are you feeling more confident in P.J. Walker? Both have a sub-30 QBR, sub-50 completion percentage. So which one are you feeling more comfortable if you had to go with one? Is P.J. Walker healthy? Because I know that he's had injury issues as well. That entire quarterback room has just kind of been mm-hmm. problematic up and down. Yeah, but um, now, now folks are talking about from the 945, Browns trade for Kyler Murray. That's also that's that's an interesting thought. The, let me tell you why that's not gonna happen. Don't have the capital. First, exactly, they didn't give all their money to Deshaun Watson. Kyler Murray got a big old contract. Big. Oh, y'all are just doing all the shenanigans from the six hundred one Ryan Fitzmatrix. <laughs> Fitzmagic. <laughs> so y'all gonna go get Ryan Fitzpatrick off of the uh, Thursday night yeah. football game. Him and his beard and his chain on his neck. I, didn't he play like seventeen seasons? I think he's good on football at this yeah. point. Once you go to that booth, it's tough to come out unless you really are built like that. Because that right. booth is comfy. I mean, we. We're kind of yeah. in a booth right now, so you know you get comfy. Then all of a sudden, you're getting hit uh-huh. by a Micah Parsons, by a T.J. Watt, by uh-huh. a Roquan Smith. That don't sound fun when you're up there getting paid to talk about it. So uh, it's a big adjustment. Fake Tom Brady from the two one four just texted in. He said Brady here. Now nah, I'm, I'm enjoying my post marriage life. Don't even ask. Mm mm. No Brady ain't coming. DTR. He's about to be an owner of the Raiders, so he he can't do it. Yeah, he's he is he's he's part of the ownership. They officially isn't he? proved him. As we continue around the NFL right here on 105.3 The Fan, remember we were talking about how the Jets released Michael Carter? Yeah. He's been claimed. The Cardinals claimed him. Um, So the Arizona Cardinals uh, made sure to add him. They waived an offensive lineman, uh, Doug Kramer, to be able to post the move. Remember Carter, the former fourth-round pick, he actually led the Jets in rushing as a rookie. You know, obviously you had uh, Zonovan Knight was there as well, but um, what's my Brees Hall. Reese Hall was there, mm-hmm. and then he gets injured. Michael Carter comes mm-hmm. up and does a lot of uh, good running the football. As so, unfortunately, uh, he was let go when they went and got Dalvin Cook, and so they've the Cardinals went and uh, took advantage of that, got themselves a nice little, uh, nice little player there. Back to these Browns because you, y'all have started something. The get right Tolos are texting in eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three the truckwreck.com text line. Back to the quarterback two one four says go get RG three back. Bring RG three back. Uh, it Matt, was, that's also a man that seems like he would be willing in the right circumstances. Yeah. Uh, A-17 says, is Josh Dobbs available? No, he's leading the Minnesota Vikings now. He's undefeated up there. Yeah, I think he's going to be there till the end of the season, at which point there might be another team that wants to go and use his services as a backup And the 903 says, y'all know Tony Romo never officially retired. I, that was the one I was waiting for, right? The idea, as soon as we started talking about, go get this old guy off the street, I was like, when are the Cowboys fans going to do the thing that the tried and true See if Tony Romo wants to do this still. I think that 903 number is, is Gavin Dawson's burner. Oh, goodness. <laughs> the burner account. Because he mercy. always brings that up. Uh, let's continue on around the NFL, where Thursday night football should be a good one between uh, the Ravens and the Bengals in Baltimore. Seems like there's going to be a few players missing, as you know happens on these short weeks, that these short week turnarounds from um, a Sunday to mm-hmm. a Thursday night. For the Bengals, uh, the likes of T. Higgins will be out. Uh, Sam Hubbard, 
Oh, boy. Uh, mm. Will also be out. Those are two really good players for the Bengals. And on the Ravens side, they're not going to avoid this as well. Trent Simpson has a concussion. He's out. Ronnie Stanley, the left tackle, starting left tackle, who has gotten beaten sometimes and has kind of played into mm-hmm. some of those, those turnovers or those fumbles that you've seen from Lamar Jackson. But still, really good left tackle. He'll be out. In addition to Marlon Humphrey, one of their you know big-time cornerbacks. contact too. Uh, he's, he's doubtful for this game. Yeah. And then on top of that, Devin DuVernay, a wide receiver and mostly return man. Kyle Van Noy, outside linebacker. Daryl Worley, all questionable. So some big names on the injury report for this game. All I had to hear was that their left tackle was out. Trey Hendrickson is going to have a field day going after Lamar. Now, obviously, Lamar is one of the best, if not the best, scrambling quarterback. But he's going to be under pressure tonight. The Ravens like to run the ball, and it's going to be tough with, with when you don't have a full offensive line, and that Bengals D line is underrated, they can get to the get to the quarterback. I hate to circle back around to these Cleveland Browns, but we got a Tolo. From it doesn't a sound like you hate it. It sounds like you enjoy it quite a bit. <laughs> no, no, no. This is actually brownies. Made, this is thought provoking. Now, those are funny. This is thought provoking. A one sevens ask if you were Jerry Jones, would you trade Trey Lance and get some capital? I mean, if they wanted Trey Lance, I just can't imagine that they would want to make that. The You're trading for right. still on that's, the rookie contract. That's an experiment midseason. That's tough. Yeah, the whole reason for I mean, the whole reason for the Browns to be trading for a quarterback is to get a known commodity that they could depend on to help them. Yeah. Somebody with, with knowledge like Matt Matty Ice. Yeah, with a team that clearly has a defense and mm-hmm. they just need someone to be able to be a caretaker. Trey Lance is a quarterback that we've notoriously talked about as needing reps. So what is the real difference between him and playing Dorian Thompson Robinson? What do we think about maybe Derek Carr going over there? Jameis Ballin, he's been in and out of the lineup. We go back to the situation where we start talking about salary cap and all mm-hmm. of that money tied up that you have in your your starting quarterback who you gave a fully guaranteed contract. Shout out to the Haslam family. Mm-hmm. Couldn't happen to some worse folks. Um, <laughs> as we continue around the NFL, um, apparently Robert Sala, head coach of the New York Jets. Yes, sir. Is continuing the nonsense and the shenanigans that we have continued having when it comes to the recovery timeline on Aaron Rodgers, which I'm I'm already like it was already kind of magical what we're talking about. It's mm-hmm. one of those things that all right, if it happens, cool, but it's like it still feels kind of iffy. Robert Sala comes out and he's kind of letting this thing ride even further. He says, "Quote: Aaron's a big boy, a grown man, and no one's gonna know Aaron's body like Aaron knows his body. And if he feels like after the after the doctors clear him that he's ready to go." If he wants to play, he's going to play. And, I mean, that's how it has to be, I imagine. Are you saying this is nonsense? You're not buying it? No, not not that the actual idea of him getting healthy this quickly is nonsense. The idea that we're just we're, – we're waiting. We're, we're waiting on every word here because we've been talking about this a lot. And so, like, I, I obviously accept my culpability in this because this is part of the news cycle. But it just feels like, oh, here he goes. He's walking with it. He's walking without crutches. It's going to happen. I, but see, I don't, I don't mind it because in that Jets, what do they not have right now? Confidence. So if your coach and Sala can put confidence in the team, whether that be delusional, whether or not be real, Aaron's looking healthy this week, might come back next week, he has to keep that locker room together. So if he needs to flub and flab to keep that team afloat, I'm fine with it. I would rather my head coach do that than just give up on the season and be like, well, he comes back when he comes back. Zach's not playing that well. It is what it is. I'd rather my coach be delusional that we're going to – Turn the season around. You gotta that be, be ready when he comes back. So, but see, we you talked. Gotta to, be ready. We talked we about it yesterday. Be in position. I don't think they're gonna be in position even oh, when he yeah. comes back. That old line is a mess. But if he does, I, I, I think they could turn it around somehow, 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 some way. Before we go, right quick, uh, the 
the uh, Chicago Bears, Bears was the word I was looking for, have been playing multiple weeks with Tyson Bajant as the uh, as the quarterback of that team. Four weeks in particular, or four games, I should say. Justin Fields will return this Sunday as they take on the Lions, so they'll get their starting quarterback after he missed a whole month with a thumb injury. That's around the NFL right here on the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, what's the best rookie season that you can remember and where does C.J. Stroud rank in that? Ooh, we'll discuss it next on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.